Oh, isn't it good to be together? Let's pray and we'll get into the Word this morning. Lord, I thank you for your Word. I pray that it would sharpen us today. I pray that it would challenge and it would encourage us today. I pray for an injection of faith in every heart across this building today, Lord God. Everybody joining us online today, I pray that faith would rise in our hearts today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Before I start this morning, I just wanted to reinforce the People Care training on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Susan Marcuccio, she works for Chaplaincy Australia and is an outstanding teacher about caring for yourself and caring for others. And so this night is open for anybody that would like to come um, and and come along on that night and just receive some training and some teaching about how to self-care, how to care for others well. And I really believe it's going to be a night that's really going to bless you and equip you with tools to be the best you can be when it comes to caring for yourself and caring for other people as well, which really, that's what the church is about, isn't it? Loving God and and loving people. And so we want to be able to equip you to be able to do that well. And so I encourage you to come along 7 o'clock here in the auditorium on Tuesday night. It's going to be one hour, and I really believe it's going to bless you as well. So welcome again to those that are joining us online this morning. And I want to speak this morning about walking by faith. A couple of weeks ago, I I spoke about uh, what do I do with doubt? And we talked about how to find faith in the midst of our doubts and how Jesus responds to us in our doubts so that we can find a way through and walk through doubt and be able to come through the other side and be able to have faith in Jesus. And so I I called that message, What Do I Do With Doubt? And today I want to talk about what do I do with faith? Because it's one thing to come out of a doubting situation or seasons of doubt and have faith, but it's another thing to live and to walk in faith day in, day out. And so I want to talk about walking by faith this morning. So it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So it's very clear in Scripture that the life that we are called to live as believers is a life of faith. We don't always understand all the details of the circumstances that are in front of us, but we do know God has called us to rely and to trust and to believe upon Him and His Word and to be able to walk in faith. Even when we don't understand, even when we can't see clearly the the way through our circumstances, we are called to be people of faith. We're called the household of faith in Scripture. That's what brings us together is our common faith in Jesus Christ. And we all have seasons in our life where we go through times of difficulty or doubt or distraction and, and moments. But what we want to do is we want to be the kind of people that gather together and champion one another to live by faith. We're called to be faith people. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm a faith person. I'm a faith person. See, many times we find ourselves as we're called to walk by faith we can actually find ourselves walking in our feelings. So instead of stepping forward and walking in faith as God has called us to do, when, when we start to operate just in our feelings, then we start to just go this way or, or, or this way, depending on how our day is feeling or depending how our emotions are. And we can find ourselves walking by our feelings. Sometimes in life, we can find ourselves walking by comparison. We're looking over at this family over here or this person and we're seeing what they're doing. And it takes us off this direction of walking in faith, stepping forward to where we're meant to be. 
Or perhaps we can find ourselves at times where we have been a Christian or a believer for many years and we can find ourselves walking in our experience. And so instead of looking forward in faith to the future and the opportunities that God has around us, we can find ourselves looking back at our experiences. We can look back at what has happened in the past and they can be both positive and negative. The person you prayed for where the miracle didn't happen. And we look at our experience and then we can filter our faith through the prism of our experience rather than our trust in Jesus. We can find ourselves looking back at our fears or our worries or our concerns and it takes us off this life of faith. We're meant to move forward in faith, trusting Jesus. What a shake-up our world has gone through over these last two-year period. And much of our faith has been refined, where we've had to trust God even when we can't see how things are going to happen in the natural, even when we can't see our way through. We're called to be people of faith. It says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance of what we do not see. That's the Bible's definition of faith. It's assurance of what we do not see. And so there's times in our life where we, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's our trust in Jesus that holds us in every season. So I want to speak this morning, particularly out of Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, verse 13 through to 33. So if you've got your Bibles, come and join me there. Matthew chapter 14. It's the story about when Peter walks on the water. And it's a powerful story because it's a story of extreme faith. We see something that we've never seen in the history of humanity before or, or since. And so we see this incredible miracle take place and it's actually off the back of the feeding of the 5,000 people. And so we've just seen an incredible miracle in, in Matthew chapter 14 and then it goes on from there where Jesus disperses the crowd and his disciples and then we see this incredible miracle take place and it really offers for us some practical steps of faith. So I believe faith can be practical as well. So let's have a look at it. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, it says this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. I love those moments that we see in Scripture. We see Jesus withdraw from the crowd, and have this time with the Father. So important in the crazy, busy schedules of our lives to have that time and intimacy with God. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Now they reckon that he was out about six miles at that time. And so Jesus just comes walking along the water. It says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Now, I don't think this is kind of a strange reaction. I think that's probably what a standard reaction would be. If you looked out upon the water at nighttime and there's a storm going by and you just see someone just walking along the top of the water, I think there would be a sense of panic, fear, asking whether there's a ghost around. I don't think it's strange for them to be able to do that. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. It's just Jesus walking on the water. Just stand it. 
Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. I love this passage. I think it teaches us a lot of lessons of faith. And I want to look at some practical steps of faith that we see in this story, in this account of Jesus this morning. So let's have a look at the first one. The first one is this, faith takes courage. You notice the first thing that Jesus says here is, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. You know what I find is really interesting in this passage is that Jesus led them to the storm. Jesus sent them out onto this lake and he asked them to go out onto this lake knowing that a storm would come. And I thought that really interesting because sometimes we have an understanding or a thought pattern in our mind as believers that once we've accepted Jesus, we will have no more storms. We'll have no more difficult seasons. It's just peace and rainbows and butterflies. And we think life's just going to be fantastic. But actually, living called by God and walking in your calling will sometimes lead to obstacles and storms and barriers where you need faith to be able to break through those moments. It's not always going to be easy. Maybe you, you, you prayed for this dream job and then you got it and then you found yourself in a challenging season in that workplace. Maybe you always wanted to be a mom or a dad and then you became a mom or became a dad and you find yourself in a season where, hold on a second, I want to pull my hair out at times. These kids are driving me crazy. Or maybe you've prayed to have children and you haven't been able to have children and in that storm you're, you're, you're with God and you're journeying through with God and you're in this storm of chaos of it's my dream but it hasn't happened and you've got to live in faith. See, some of these things that we walk into that are our calling can sometimes cause us to feel like we are overwhelmed with the storms and the barriers that we're facing. I remember when we first moved to... Um, Penrith. We moved to South Penrith from the Hunter Valley. I'd always lived in Singleton and we moved from that place to here to be part of this church, to be involved and uh, we just felt called by God to come. Well, I can tell you for those first three years that we were here were the most painful years of my life. They were so difficult. We struggled financially. We struggled in our marriage and in our relationship. We struggled in terms of making friends. I struggled uh, to find uh, work that I wanted to be in and, and struggled in workplaces. And it was just such a challenging, difficult time. I was processing the grief of losing my mom and my dad and all of those things. And I just felt so lonely. And there were so many opportunities where I just wanted to jump off the exit ramp of this calling. We knew that we were meant to be here. We didn't know what was ahead. We didn't know where we were meant to be. I was working in these, all these different jobs and it just felt chaotic these three years. We had all these exit rant moments that came. And there was these, these calls that would come through. Oh, we've, got this we've got this beautiful opportunity for you to do ministry in Newcastle. 
And, and so the call would come through and, and I got a, another opportunity for Harvey Bay was another opportunity to do ministry there. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I just want to go. And then, and then there was another one over near Cronulla. And it was all these beautiful beach locations. I love the beach. And there was this three years of heartache and, and going, well, I'm not doing ministry. I want to do ministry, but uh, it wasn't happening. But I was feeling like I'm where I'm meant to be, but I'm in the middle of the storm. And I guess I just wanted to encourage you this morning. Sometimes your calling will lead to the storm. But don't forget, Jesus is in that storm. He's walking on that water with you. He's there with you. Your calling sometimes will create chaos, but God's with you. What's on the other side of that chaos is oftentimes a miracle. I look back at those three years, I think some of the most defining years of my life. I thank God for some of those things that I went through during that time. I thank God it was greater than Bible college. It was greater than any of those moments. What God taught me through that season in trusting Him and relying on Him was foundational and changed my life. But it would never have happened if I just jumped out of the calling jumped out of where I was meant to be and uh, who knows what would have unfolded or what would have happened if I jumped out of that place but thank God that when we stay in that storm and understand Jesus is with us if we're called we're going to continue to walk through it see faith takes courage it's easy to live for yourself it's so easy you get up you think about yourself you do what's best for you I'll tell you what's hard I'll tell you what takes courage to live for God to serve God, to serve people, to think about others other than yourself. Those things are challenging. You know, we've just had two weeks of COVID and I enjoyed just watching uh, church online. I thought, why don't I do this more often? Grab my cup of tea. I had two weeks, I just sat on the lounge, just enjoyed it. It was awesome. No problems. No one's complaining to me after the service, nothing like that. I was just like, this is so good. I can understand why people do this. And then I thought, but that's not my calling. I'm not talking about medical decisions here. I'm not trying to offend anyone. Like, or things like that where people need to be at home. That's fantastic. And I love our online campus for that and all the reasons for that with isolation, etc. So I love our online uh, team. They're so encouraging. But I'm just talking about the fact that the Christian faith is about being selfless. It's about serving and that takes courage. That takes commitment to be able to do that. You know, we, had, we did have COVID about two weeks ago. And um, I, I, about a month ago, went to the doctor and the doctor said to me that I've got high cholesterol. And so he's, he said to me, if you don't make some changes, you're going to be like Shane Warne. And he started, he said, I was like, doctors have just got away with words, don't they? Um, and so he started to talk to me about um, these changes. And then he, he went through my age and then told me my risk of stroke and heart attack. And so this is you at 40, this is you at 50. Anyway, it was a very encouraging conversation with the doctor. Um, but anyway, what came out of it is, you know, I need to make some changes in terms of my health and what I eat, exercise and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I come into that thing and I've been trying to eat better and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, we, we got COVID and then you guys start sending me food <laughs> through our isolation period. I got to tell you, you sent me four dozen boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> they just kept coming to the door. That's 48 donuts. 
And they just kept coming. And we're starting to think to ourselves, hold on a second, did we not find out that maybe Krispy Kreme donuts is the cure for COVID? <laughs> I mean, like, this is something we could all be unified around. Like, forget the vaccine, whether we're for it or we're against it. If, if Krispy Kreme donuts was the cure, I think 100% of the population would be like, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> and so I, we, we're getting these Krispy Kreme donuts. So I said no uh, to Krispy Kreme donuts 47 times. Praise God. There's my testimony this morning. I failed one time. Well, I guess what I'm saying this morning is to live disciplined, to live with faith, to not choose fear, anxiety, comparison, to not choose the things that we feed on in this world, but to choose to live in faith, that takes discipline. Because it takes focus to let those things go and to focus on the things that God wants us to be focused on, on His Word. See, this passage reminds us that God is in the the middle of the storm. He's with us in those seasons. I want to ask you this question this morning. What have you accepted as fact that you have stopped believing God could change in faith? Let me say that one more time. What have you accepted as fact that you have stopped believing God could change in faith. It's easy to become cynical. It's easy to be negative. But let's believe again. Let's believe for our families to come to faith. Let's believe for those medical things that we are having challenges with that God can change in a moment. How many miracles do we see in Scripture where someone has struggled with an illness for years and years and years, and in a moment, Jesus heals them? The second thing this morning is, Faith takes courage, the first thing. The second thing is faith prays. Faith prays. Matthew 14, 28, it says here, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. This is a prayer. I know Jesus is in front of him physically in this moment, but he's communicating with God. He's communicating with Jesus and asking him, God, can I come to you? Can I walk on the water? And I think, how many miracles are on the other side of our prayers if we would just have the faith to ask? More prayers equals more miracles. As we lay hands on people, as we believe for miracles, we're not in charge of the miracle happening. We're just in charge of asking in faith, trusting God to believe that God could do something out of the ordinary. We see when Matthew wrote Peter's request here saying, bid me to come or tell me to come, he used a Greek word that means the command of a king. Bid me to come. He understood that who he was speaking to was King Jesus. And so as he asked that request, that Greek word is he's referring to the command of a king. And I wonder how many times when we pray, we just can be so flippant about it and forget the power of the one we are praying to. It can just become like, oh yeah, I'll just pray for this moment or pray for this thing or pray for that. It's like ticked off our list instead of saying, hey, I'm coming to the God, the creator of the universe. I'm coming to the God that created me that in a moment can change this situation. On the command of the king, miracles can happen. That's the kind of faith we want to have. I love someone once said this, the prayer of a Christian is not an attempt to force God's hand, but a humble acknowledgement of helplessness and dependence. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about prayer, when it's out of our control, even in our trembling and our fear, to ask God is submitting this request to Him in humbleness. 
and coming to God and saying, God, I can't do this on my own. I need your power in my situation. And to come and to submit that to God. I love 1 Peter 3 verse 12. It says, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. See, pride doesn't pray. Faith prays. And when we think we can just do it on our own, we don't pray. But when we know we need God, we submit to Him and we ask for His power in our situation. Prayer is an acknowledgement that we need God. The third thing this morning is this, is faith listens. You notice that Peter here, he says, tell me to come out onto the water. Now, it's no use just asking God for things if we're not willing to listen. We can ask all we want, we can tell all we want, we can say all these things, but if we're not willing to listen, it is no use. And I think, what's one of the things that we struggle at times with our kids about? Listen to what I'm saying to you. And how many times can you sometimes ask them and ask them and ask them, you're saying their name and they're not listening. Can I just say this, that sometimes as adults, we don't listen either. I know, shock horror. But sometimes in our prayer time, sometimes in our time with God, we do all the talking. We're rattling off the list of the things that we need. But do we listen? Faith listens. Faith expects God to speak. Faith expects God to be able to bring His promises into our storms. Faith expects God to be able to turn around the storm in a moment. Faith expects. And so it listens. If you expect, then you're listening. It's an active thing that you're doing. You're listening for God. I love that. I love that we can listen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God we see in scripture. And so we must listen for our faith to be built. The fourth thing this morning is this. Faith walks on God's word. Peter says, tell me to come. And Jesus just says one word, come. It wasn't really complex, was it? And I find that with God. Oftentimes what he's saying is quite simple, but it's really hard for us to get our head around. Because Jesus just says, come. But imagine taking that step out onto the water. So it's easy to be able to go, oh yeah, gee, the word's clear. But sometimes we don't understand the word because we understand it doesn't make sense to us. You've just told me to come, to walk on the water, but it it's easy for you to say that, but I've never done that before. My experience tells me that won't happen. All the reasons for it, all the facts surrounding it say that this won't work, but faith just says, yep, I'll walk. I'll come. And you didn't really walk on the water. He walked on God's word. And I think when we walk on God's word and, and be obedient to that, we walk confidently. We walk in faith. We trust God. We don't trust the storms or the circumstances. We trust God's word. To be able to walk upon that foundation is so important for any building. Any builder will tell you that foundation is so critical to the success of, of a great building. And it's the same when it comes to our lives. The foundation is the Word of God. And so there was no fear really of the storms and the wave because he was, wa- he was walking on a foundation that was way more powerful than the storms or the wind or the waves. He was walking on God's Word. And when you walk on God's Word, You walk clearly, you walk boldly, you walk firmly because God is guiding and directing you. His word is a lamp unto our path, a light unto our feet as we continue to walk in obedience to Him. The fifth thing this morning is if faith moves in obedience. 
It moves in obedience. It says, then Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Now that moment there, as I just said before, was a scary moment because this is where faith becomes practical and real. And we've all had those moments in church, right? Where it's like, God spoke to me. He put a dream in my heart for a business. God spoke to me, told me the miracle's going to happen. God spoke to me and said, we're going to have a family or we're going to do this or we're going to, this is the dream that I have. I'm going to be able to, to give this money to kingdom work here or do this. And God spoke to me. And that's exciting in that moment. The worship's there. The worship leader's encouraging you. The preacher's encouraging you. The prayer has built up faith on the inside of you. But then Monday comes. And this is where I've got to get out of the boat and walk on the water. And the storms are there. And it's crazy. And the calling that God's given me hasn't meant that I'm immune from the dangers and the challenges in front of me. Actually, walking in that calling has led me to it. And so now faith has a practical element where I've still got to walk it out. I've still got to save money for this dream. I've still got to believe God that the dream's going to come through. And I've got to go through the, the things that God's asked me to do to get to it. And it's a process. And the, the dream's great. But walking out the dream requires obedience. And walking out the dream is a process. See, faith moves in a different direction to the status quo. It calls us to be able to look above all of those things and to trust God and to take the steps anyway. And just a small thing in my life recently, I felt for a few weeks and just go off social media for a few months. Just go off it. And uh, I was listening, I was, felt like, oh, maybe, maybe God's saying it, maybe he's not. And I kept telling myself all the reasons why. Oh, no, that's silly. I'll just stay on it. It's, it's just handy to be able to do and uh, go on, see what's going on. And, and I just felt like this nudging of like, Ben, go off it, go off it, go off it. And so it was a few weeks and I just ignored it. And then I finally thought, hold on a second, maybe this is God. And so I just went, okay, I'm going to go off it for three months. And so if I don't reply to you or like, like your stuff, I still love you. <laughs> Complaints can be sent through to Tim Campbell at City Church AU <laughs> instead of my social media. And so I just went off it. And I just... It's such a small thing, right? But I thought to myself, how big did I make this thing that listening to God and being obedient to it just took me a couple of weeks to be able to go off it? When God whispers, I should just be obedient. I should just do it. It's just social media. I thought to myself, how much have I treated it like a God? It's taken my attention, my time, all these kind of things. And I don't think social media is wrong in a sense, but it can just distract us. They say that I've got a brain. It's called a Star Wars brain. That's what the counsellor says. And so what it means is that I just have a million things going on in my mind. It's like a million tabs open at once and I just go bang, 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 bang. And most people can't keep up with me because they say other people, they just take time to process. And I've moved to point 100. And, and so social media to me, what was becoming is I was just like, I'm just jumping in. I'm just like, oh, what do they have? Oh, look, what, look at the meal they're having for dinner tonight. Look what they're having. It was just like just a million distractions more than my brain already had. And it, it's just been so beautiful when I'm at home now. It doesn't matter what you're eating for dinner. <laughs> it doesn't matter what is going on in this other person's life. I'm just there. And I think the blessing of just being obedient 
I'll probably jump on it again at some point. But I just think, how silly was that, that I just delayed instead of just being obedient to what God asked me to do. See, our responsibility is not always understanding God's directives. Our responsibility is just to be obedient to them. I don't know what the real outcome of it is, but God just said to do it, so just do it. But we make it so complicated. Or maybe it's just me. Point number six, faith leads us to Jesus. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? See, the word translated doubt carries the meaning of standing uncertainly at two ways. Why did you doubt? Why were you looking back? Why were you looking at the other way? Faith, doubt, faith, doubt. Why? We find ourselves in that situation, but the beautiful thing is faith leads to Jesus. As he went to fall, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. As you're in the storm, Jesus is there grabbing you as you just continue to trust in him. That's the beauty of Scripture. It's the beauty of being in faith. It's always leading us to Jesus. It's leading us to His purpose and His will above our own. And finally this morning, this faith worships. Matthew 14, 32, it says, And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped Him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. See, worship, as the team come, worships for every season. Worship before the miracle. Worship while the miracle's happening. Worship when the miracle's happened. Worship when the miracle doesn't happen. See, in this moment here, it was easy for the disciples to worship after the miracle had taken place and the safety of being on the boat and the storm had died down. But I think about Peter, what he did is he worshipped Jesus in the storm. He worshipped Jesus by trusting Him and His Word to step out of that boat and to rely on Him to put Him at a higher place than the wind, than the waves, than the water, than the challenges, to put trust in Him above all of those circumstances. That was worship. And while the others watched on, Peter was part of a miracle. Peter was walking in that. And I just wonder this morning whether we could believe for an injection of faith in our spirit this morning. Where maybe you feel depleted. Maybe you feel like you've relied upon experience or there's been fear or uncertainty or just the challenge of the storm that God's led you towards. It was God's calling, but you found yourself in a storm and you've just felt so overwhelmed. But I'm believing this morning for an injection of faith to walk again, to walk in faith, to step upon that water, to believe God again for the miracle, to trust God that His Word is higher than the circumstances. I walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. You know, I love that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And I think that this passage of Scripture is a perfect example of somebody that just looked at Jesus, had faith upon Him, and not the challenges, not the circumstances, and just trusted God and walked in faith. And I wonder whether this morning we could just 
get a bit childlike this morning and just believe again that that obstacle, God can knock it over. That that barrier, that wall, that challenge, that difficult person, that circumstance, that financial thing that's just hanging over your head, that sense of depression, anxiety, that thing that is just a barrier holding you in. And God says, no, 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 no more, no more. Walk in faith. Walk through it. Walk through it. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm not camping here. I'm not staying in defeat. I'm walking through. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you today. Would you stand with me this morning? What's God saying? Forget about the challenge. Let's focus on Jesus. Walking in faith. Come on, if you feel comfortable this morning, you lift up your hands. Faith worships. Faith prays. Faith takes courage. Let's take some courage this morning.